Today on In Grace, we're gonna discover hidden Israel and talk about David and Samuel from right here, the tomb of Samuel. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Welcome to a very special edition of In Grace here on this Friday and weekend show. We're going to be featuring a really exciting program. We're gonna take you all the way to Israel today, and we're going to conclude our four-part series, Discover Hidden Israel for King David. What a fascinating man King David was. He was called a man after God's own heart. And until I did this series, I really didn't fully understand why God said that about David. Yes, he was a shepherd boy from Bethlehem and he became a king. And so Jesus came from Bethlehem. He is our shepherd, our good shepherd, and he is the king of kings and Lord of lords. But we also know that David just did some terrible things and he committed adultery. He he had the, the woman's husband basically killed, but yet God still called him a man after God's own heart. Why was that? Well, we believe it was probably because he was considered illegitimate. Just like Jesus with the virgin birth of Mary, the whispers were always there that Jesus was illegitimate. And Jesus suffered by his own brothers. Now, later on, his, his family believed, but when Jesus was doing ministry, they did not. And, and so he was oppressed and he was lied about, and so was David. And, you know, David wasn't there when Samuel came to anoint him. He was off with the sheep and all the other brothers were there. I think they were mistreating David all the time. And when you read Psalm 69, it certainly bears that out. So what we're going to do today is we've already talked about his birth and his childhood. We've talked about him fighting Goliath, his rise to prominence. We talked about how he fled from Saul, the one who he was loyal to, the one who he was fighting for. And now it's time for him to be the king. And today we're going to talk about him being the king, talk about where he ruled from. He captured Jerusalem. He ruled from the city of David in a palace, and we think we found that palace. Now, right before we go into our special program, let me tell you about some exciting things. One, I'd love to take you to Israel. In Grace has three trips coming up. Two are pretty much full, but you can get on a waiting list for our February of 2024 trip. We have a June study dig tour that is June 2024. And and that one's also sold out with a waiting list. But we have a wide open trip for February of 2025. Consider coming to Israel with us here at In Grace. Also, In Grace is coming to you. We would love for you to attend one of our Gather In Grace events where we're going to be giving an inspirational message about the end times, special music, food, and fellowship. It's all free, and we'd love for you to get your free ticket when you go to our website, ingraceradio.com. We're going to be in Arizona in the Phoenix area in February. Please come to one of our Gather in Grace events. Your free ticket is at our website, ingraceradio.com. Now, this is really exciting. 
I would love to celebrate King David by sending you a free bookmark called The Lord is My Shepherd. It's a beautiful painting of a shepherd watching sheep in Israel. It's an original art piece, and we put it on a bookmark just for you. And for those of you that listen to In Grace and contact us right now, we're going to thank you with this awesome, beautiful bookmark reminding you that the Lord is my shepherd. We also would love to thank those of you that support In Grace. If your gift is $35 or more, I'm going to send you five of these beautiful bookmarks. You can keep one and give four away. And then I'm also going to send you our exciting Discover Hidden Israel for King David full-length video series. Now, if your gift can be $250 or more, more people are going to be blessed by In Grace's ministry and Bible teaching. More people are going to be impacted with the gospel, and you're going to get the video, the five bookmarks, and a beautiful, huge 16 by 20 limited edition Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd canvas print. You will absolutely love this. Put it on your wall at home or your office, and make sure everybody knows about The Good Shepherd. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, or you can go to ingraceradio.com. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. This is an amazing place that we're standing, Dr. Ball. I can hardly believe we're standing here, and yes. you'll explain why. Yeah, we're standing at what is traditionally the tomb of Samuel, and certainly this is Ramah, which is where he would have been. He would have had a school of the prophets. And this is also where David would have first fled from Saul, and, and David prophesied here. And also, uh, there's a tradition that says they were here and looking out to try to find the place where eventually the temple would be built, the beautiful place. He could have seen Jebus, yes. the city before. It was the Jebusite city there. And it is possible, even though that's tradition, not in the biblical record, but it doesn't contradict the biblical record. And this certainly is a vista. And it's awesome to stand on this spot. We're trying to trace the steps of David and his shadow is uh, overcoming us. David conquered Jerusalem and made it his capital. He also desired to build God a permanent place of worship. And while God did not let David build the temple, David did purchase the land where the Temple Mount is today, and he prepared the materials for his son Solomon to build God's house. The city of David in Jerusalem is where David built his palace. We'll take you there in a moment, but first, I'd like to talk with Dr. Ball at the lowest point of the city of David, at what is today known as the Pool of Siloam. Here, we can gain an insight into how David may have conquered Jerusalem. So Dr. Ball behind us is the Pool of Siloam, but this wasn't here during David's time. This was built later. Yes. And of course, this is prominent in the Bible in Jesus' time and the blind man washing and all of that. David is all over this place in a full dimension. And he also would have been a young man, and so he would have been tending his herds probably all the way up here in the Kinnam Valley or the Triophian Valley. You know, he would have been in these areas, and that's probably how he knew there was that secret passage 
to sneak into the city, and that's how they conquered this. That's exactly right. And as a shepherd boy, he would be unobtrusive to the Jebusites, mm -hmm. and and he could see what was going on. He knew precisely the lay of the land. He might have seen someone slip through there and say, oh, oh. Uh, that's, yeah. I'll use that later, <laughs> and he did. Up several blocks from the Pool of Siloam is a very large building discovered in 2005 by Elat Mazar. She dated this building to the 10th century and theorized that it may have been the palace of none other than King David. She came to this conclusion because of its location, exactly where the Bible said it would be, and because of some of the luxury items found here. This is the city of David, of course, this is the person we're talking about, King yes. David, and he conquered the city. And perhaps right here, Dr. Ball, these ruins, some, some believe is his palace. But talk about David and his palace. You know, he ruled here. A lot of things happened in his life. Of course, the one that is the hardest story of his life happened when he was in the palace. One of the great negative points of David's life, even though he was a man after God's own heart, was looking over the balcony, seeing a house underneath with a terrace and a lady bathing. I mean, the world knows her name, it's Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. We know two things about David, everybody knows. He killed a giant named Goliath, mm -hmm. and he had an affair with Bathsheba, and he killed her husband. Mm. And this is a candidate because it is monumental, and because there's height involved, there's terracing involved, yeah. there's a higher place where you could have looked over to see. So the, the human story, I mean, these are rocks, these are stones, but the human story, and all of us have sinned. And we all. If, if, if one hasn't committed adultery, certainly one has lusted, which Jesus equated as adultery of the yes. heart, right? So it's, yes. it, we're all guilty, we're all sinners, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. David had a horrible episode here, but David did confess when confronted. In Psalm 51, he threw himself at the mercy of God. Mm. And that's what we have to do for all our sins. Mm -hmm. There are dimensions of sin, but sin separates us from God. There are dimensions of consequences because of our sins right. and the nature of it. How horrible it was to see the loss of that child that came from that affair. Yes. But also we find there that that child, David stopped his mourning when the child died. In other words, David knew he was gonna see that child. For those that have lost children, we have hope from that, right? That's that died. awesome and profound truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, he said, I can't bring him back. Right. But David was a man of purpose. Yeah. From his youth, I can't bring him back, but I can go to him. Now let's get about the king's business, yeah. the real king's business. Yeah. That's what he was saying. David had to pay the consequences physically and, and Absalom's rebellion and all the different things that he had to suffer. But God still, from all of that came Christ. Yes, an amazing thing is that from this last wife and essentially many of the other wives were political alliances with neighboring territories to keep peace uh -huh. with that king. Now, doesn't justify polygamy, but God in grace uh, always sees the right path. It's amazingly interesting to see that both of the sons that came from Bathsheba after the tragic death of the first son, Solomon, reigned on the throne and was the physical, obvious connection of David with the Messiah from the surface. Mm -hmm. 
but also Nathan came from Bathsheba. And it was through Nathan's line that Mary birthed Jesus. So we have the public awareness through Joseph, his descendancy was from Solomon. And the legal right. And, and the legal right mm -hmm. to the throne, mm -hmm. but the personal right to the throne through Mary. So the incredible grace from the tragedy, mm -hmm. uh, universal tragedy yeah. with Bathsheba, yeah. the incredible grace of God providing the legal line to the throne and the personal line to the throne mm -hmm. in the union of Joseph and Mary. Mm -hmm. But Jesus came from Mary, yes. not Joseph. Yes. Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David, the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive, beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark, absolutely free. This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition 16 by 20 canvas print portraying David, the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Just down from David's palace is a relatively new and very exciting discovery. We featured this area in Discover Hidden Israel 2 with Dr. Scott Stripling, but we wanted to go back and see it with the man who made the discovery, the famous Dr. Eli Shukran. He showed us what we believe to be David's altar and what may have also been Melchizedek's altar. It was very, very surprised that we found that pillar here. It was covered with dirt. Then we start to take off all the dirt from around and we saw the base of the, uh, of the pillar with the small stone all over one to keep it as it is. And then it was, it was, it was very, very interesting what is doing here. Standing stones were very important in the Bible. They were tied to a place of worship as a way to remember what God did. In Genesis 28, we read that Jacob took the stone that he had been using as a pillow and stood it, pouring oil on it as an act of remembrance and worship. He then said, this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And for all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. This also brings to mind the priest of Abraham's day, Melchizedek, and possibly his altar site. Back outside, not far from the altar area, we stood by two carved out caves where some believe David and Solomon were buried. 1 Kings 2.10 says, So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. No one can bury in the city. The cemetery always outside of the city. 
And it's important, why? Because the only family that was buried in the city, this is the family of King David. This is something very, very, very special because the family, it was very, very special. And how sad that must have been to lose David, you know, for the people of Israel. He had established the monarchy. Uh -huh. He had brought all of Israel together. He had been directed of God to be their leader and proved it with his life. And in spite of the discord of his life, he was still the man after God's own heart. And he lived and he died. Dr. Eli Shukran is not only credited for discovering the altar area, but also the Pool of Siloam, with Dr. Carl Ball helping with some of those excavations. Just around the corner from the pool, we come to the steps that take you up to the temple. Here is yet another connection to King David, the psalmist. So the people was walking here from the pool after they purified themselves. You must understand the purification here in this pool mm. was the best one. Why? Gihan. The higher level of purity yes. is when you have a spring going inside to the pools. Mm. The water that came from the spring. And this is the sixth level and the people was purified there. And then they start to go to the temple, walking up to the house of the Lord, walking up here on the stairs all the way to the temple. Let's tie it back into David then because King David, of course, wouldn't have walked on this road. This was built after him. But his words that he wrote, his Psalms, some of them were part of what are called the Psalms of Ascent. And the Psalms were for, you know, people coming to Jerusalem and people coming to worship God. This is Psalm 122, a song of degrees of David. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. Now, back in the area near Bethlehem, where this series started, and where David and Jesus were born, we hear the conclusion of Dr. Baugh's message, to touch the heart of God. A thousand years went by. David was buried. His body rotted and went back to the elements. Maybe God has forgotten his promises. Maybe God didn't hear as the sweet singer of Israel penned the Psalms. The descendants of David came and went. Some were good like Josiah, some were wicked like Medassa and his grandson Jehoiakim, and Israel had to be departed. But there is no way that the sages could explain and the prophets could explain how a man after God's own heart could go through these deepest sorrows. Thousand years went by. But then one night, a little baby boy was born. He was a descendant of David. 
His foster father, Joseph, was a descendant through Solomon, but his mother was a descendant through Nathan. They took baby Jesus to the temple compound and Simeon raises him up and he said he's going to bless the nations of the world. But young lady, a sword shall pierce thine own heart. You see, the story had already gotten around. Joseph is not the father of Mary's baby that's to be born. Jesus was disputing with the Pharisees and doctors of the law like he'd done as a 13-year-old long, long years before, 20 years or so before. And he was disputing with them, and they quickly said, we be not born of fornication. We know this old story about you. So we come back to David in these concluding moments, where David writes in Holy Writ, inspired of God in Psalm 69, Save me, O God, the waters are coming unto my soul. This is fulfilled at Gethsemane. Matthew 26, 38, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. And where David said, my throat is dried from my crying. In Luke 22, 44, Jesus at Gethsemane sweat great drops of blood. And on the cross he cried, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And in John 19, 28, he cried, I thirst. In John chapter 15, he answers the plea a thousand years and more that David uttered. He said, I restored that which I took not away and they hated me without a cause. In John 15, Jesus said, if the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Now we see how David bore many of the things that only God's son could bear for the entire human race. David for himself, Jesus for all of us. You see, to suffer is to be human. To suffer for Christ is to be prepared to rule and reign with him. But to suffer with Jesus touches the heart of God. What an amazing story, the story of David. But we're here at the tomb of Samuel. It is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. How would Samuel have escaped eternity separated from God? How would David escape eternity separated from God? How can I escape that? Well, the Bible has the answer. God created the world and he created it good and we've sinned and we've rebelled. We see it in Samuel's life. We see it in David's life. I've seen it in my life. We are all sinners. We have all gone astray. There's no one that is righteous. No, not one. None of us deserve heaven. All of us deserve to be separated from God in hell. But there's good news, and that news is this. There was one that came who was perfect. He was God in the flesh. His name was Jesus, Yeshua. He came and was born in Bethlehem, where David was born. And he came for one specific reason. He came to die for our sins, and he did. He rose again the third day, and he invites you to put your faith in him, to believe in him, to trust in him alone, not religion, not good works, because we can never be good enough. 
but to put your faith in Jesus Christ alone, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So my invitation to you from Israel, from Nebi Samuel, is this. Put your faith in the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus. He died for your sins and rose again. And if you believe in him, you will be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David, the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive, beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark, absolutely free. This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition 16 by 20 canvas print portraying David, the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.